the glorious return of the Triforce Tryhard. Welcome back, His Eminence, Jace G. Guthmiller. Welcome to another edition of On Air. He is Big Pink, and I am Bear Bear. And joining us today is a special guest, gracing us with his divine presence, is Prince Jaharis of House Hylia, Lord of Nehru's Love, Keeper of the Triforce for the Triarchy, and trained with the deadly lightning kick out of the shield. It is my great honor to introduce the man holding the silver tiara. Chase, how are you? Regal intro, but I just got done watching House of the Dragon, and there actually is a character named Jaceris, and they call him Jace. Oh, wait. Okay, yeah, I... <laughs> another reason why I need to watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, it, it's good. Huzzah. I feel like there's a lot of debate on that. Everybody's always trying to convince us to watch that and Lord of the Rings these days. Look, look, if you're going to choose one, pick Game of Thrones, okay? It's, it's, it's the one to get into, especially now. Oh, yeah. If you're a gamer, you'll choose the Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. But, man, enough about swords and shields, though. Let's talk about... Well, actually, Smash does have... A bunch of swords and shields if we're being honest. <laughs> at least a Yeah, wrong game to choose. It's like twenty percent swords at this point, it's insane. It depends on if you count like the bubble shield as a shield, like the R trigger. Yeah, and do we count characters like Ganon as a swordy since only three of their attacks use a sword? <laughs> he had to nerve himself somehow. He'd be too cool otherwise. Yeah, too cool. But yeah, despite yeah. barely having a sword, um, Thrill Hose Ganon getting 7th place at Freak Stinton. Holy hell. The character loyalist extraordinaire. I think that's probably, like, the crown. If we had, like, the award ceremony that Freaks did a long, long time ago again, I think he would win for character loyalty at this point. Most, most certainly. Yep, yep, Yeah, I mean, he's tried, like, other characters. Like, I think Roy, Wolf, Sephiroth, Byleth, Palatina, um, probably a couple others. But he just, you know, he keeps coming back to Ganon. There's something so alluring about him. Hey, I get it. Playing a low-tier Zelda character is pretty awesome. <laughs> hey, hey, Ganon! <laughs> Zelda's a low-tier. Ganon's a really low-tier. Yeah. Bottom, uh, bottom of the barrel tier. I am like six feet under tier. Yeah. Okay, another crappy character getting seventh place. Duck Hunt Dog from Heck tying with Thrillho at seventh place at Freak Stinton. <laughs> How dare you say that character is low tier? No, I mean, I think, I think good. he's not good. He has one move. Japan begs to differ. <laughs> I know, but it's hard. I mean, outside of Japan, where where are the results? I mean, I can't find them. Yeah, I know. Like we have a couple duck hunts in Dallas, strangely enough. But like, I don't know. It's a character that like you find him in neutral, and you're like, this character's okay. But then like his advantage state's underwhelming, and disadvantage you could. You know, once you get a, away from Can, he's pretty easy to abuse. Tragically. It's definitely snake light. No, no, yeah. really, though. Or, like, the complexity that goes into learning his kid is just better spent on Steve, sadly. Yes, yeah. better spent on Steve. And speaking of Meg dropping Sheik and going Steve now, I don't know if this is permanent, but I think it is. No! I'm pretty sure they, Another one they like, said the they're going to just play Steve, which is... You know, you go from the coolest character in the game <laughs> to Steve. <laughs> That's what Dallas does to you. Sell out. Tokyo. <laughs> Tokyo's just punching a wall right now. Christ. But luckily, that's I not know. the only that's... one we have in fifth. 
Yeah, we have a... I would say, like, if I if Sheik's not the coolest character in the game, I think Mewtwo is. Q2's Mewtwo getting fifth place. Uh, I'm so glad that he is back on that character. He is made for Mewtwo. That is, like, that's his brand. Like, literally, he shows up wearing Mewtwo shirts. His name is Q2, for Pete's sake. <laughs> yeah. He, he tried the Sonic for a while, but I really do think that it's another one. Of, it's just like the whole Thrill Ho character loyalty. Whenever he's back on the character that's like, you know, made for him, he does so well. I, I love seeing Q2 in top eight. Like, that's just incredible. Back to I mean, form. You gotta, like, pick a character that fits your brand. And that's what Private Idaho does, because they play Bayonetta and they are fabulous. Woohoo! I've never played against them before. Look, the first time I played against them, they were wearing, like, high-waisted bell-bottoms, and I'm like, okay, Bayonetta player. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, yeah, they there it the is. <laughs> if any indicator existed to tell you exactly who they play. <laughs> Bayonetta in bell-bottoms, that's a look. Yo. <laughs> so you're like, I'm gonna look up some fan art later. Selling pants in that yeah. size, those aren't bell-bottoms anymore, those are Notre Dame bottoms. Oh my <laughs> many crickets. Also, I hope y'all are enjoying the Calm Rain Sounds ASMR channel on the pink side of things at the moment, because from where I'm sitting, it's just pitter-pattering all across the windowsill with thunderous aplomb in the background. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, whenever Dallas gets rain, we we will go outside and, and, and revel and cry. <laughs> it's it's very and nice. We have a function as a society. Yeah, it's a good change of pace. You know. <laughs> yeah. But... We'll see. We'll see if it gets hot and humid later this week. Hopefully, it stays in these nice, cool temperatures. Oh God, my hair! Oh God, my hair! <laughs> <laughs> the humidity. The humanity. In any case, we did mention that Duck Hunt was snake light, and it would seem to be true, considering that Clue placed a good mm -hmm. five or four places. Yeah, that's that's a name I don't really see that often. Uh, he shows up to. I really don't. Yeah, I think he Denton recently came and out. Sometimes Odyssey, I think. I don't know. Yeah, there's, no. there's a there's a few snakes. They just they don't always show up in the same place. But there's Clue, Inoedo, and Akito, and Curry, and um, yeah. there's one more. I'm forgetting. Uh, running to the Houston one, I guess. If we count him. Yeah, yeah. We don't count him. We don't claim him, but we do claim Yanni. That would be the Steve, and also the surprise Roy appearance. Yeah, it's been it's been happening a lot more. I think I think he's now. Uh, Putting his eggs in multiple baskets, trying to, uh, you know, with, with the whole Steve talk. And honestly, I feel like having multiple characters is pretty good in this meta. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's mm -hmm. smart to kind of pick up one of the other best characters in the game. I just always assumed that yeah. like, Steve kind of stood as the exception to the rule, you know? Because it seems like, I don't even know what matchups he loses, if any. Yeah, that's true. Like, Steve, you know, it's been said he loses to Cloud and Pokemon Trainer. But he definitely is a character that does not have a bad matchup. And even, like, compared to top tiers, like, Palatine or Pikachu, Steve doesn't have, like, one of those problem matchups, you know, where you want to switch off. Yeah, but we can't but, admit that he like, also played Kazuya in the Kazuya Ditto against Grayson, and that was just a legendary 3-0 for Grayson what? right there. Yanni played Kazuya? Apparently, evidently, it's what the bracket says. It uh, must have been Kazuya Grand Finals, and that's just clownery if I've ever seen it. The irony of that, actually. Honestly. That's crazy. They had to, like, re-emulate what uh, Skeleton and Junior put on for us that one week. Oh, God. The, that banner was so cursed. Cursed as hell. Love to see it. But as I we love Freakstetten. Freakstetten is, like, the most crack-headed of the freaks. Absolutely. Is it? I, I mean, know, it has everyone... the most toss-ups. 
everyone has a different opinion. Like, Jace is saying Fort Worth is the worst. Yeah, I'm going to stand with that one. Aquave banners go viral. Like, I, I think Richardson's the best, though, for, like, character writing, because, like, you get quite a bit of, like, low-level people there that don't play cringe characters. It's true, it's true. i say, yeah, the, the numbers-wise and just, like, diversity-wise, it's definitely Richardson. That one, that one seems to have, I mean, I think Denton is, like, one of the ones with the, like, least amount, right? Uh, yeah, Denton usually is between 20 and 30 people, but Richardson has so many people. I fought two Dr. Marios at Freaks Richardson oh, two Oh man, ago. that's a privilege. That's whack. <laughs> yeah, and then I fought, um, Yoshi, Steve. But anyways, <laughs> Yoshi, Steve, Rob, Grayson getting first place, Rob, DK, and I guess Kazuya. And... Yeah, DK's showing up more and more recently, and I don't that's kind of funny. He just, he just likes having fun. DK, you know, is around, especially in the early rounds. Because he knows he can get away with it. He has the, the advantage state to, like, even if you, like, you know, gimp his DK early or combo him to Oblivion, like, Grayson's advantage state with Rob and DK is so good that he'll make it back up. He's like, got those instantly. fundies, baby. Crazy stuff. Yeah, crazy stuff indeed. But that's it for Freak's Denton. Now, moving on to Shockwave. And, oh, seventh place... We have a pretty low placing for former number one Johnny. Oh, ho, 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 ho. this is an interesting development. He lost to yeah. who could it be but the prodigal bastard son of DFW? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the, we're continuing the Game of Thrones. No, literally. It's it's Skeleton. You heard all about him last week. You know what yeah. he's doing in this scene these days. He's a beautiful yeah, boy. Yeah, Skeleton was on a tear. But yeah, he's on a tear right Yeah, now. Johnny, like, there's, I don't know if there's a little bit of teenage beef going on between Johnny and Skeleton, <laughs> but I, I know that there was a tweet, and then Skeleton, you know, he won. He said, let's stick to Smash, and he did the electric wind god fist all over Johnny's Roy and Sephiroth and whoever. I honestly yeah, he it. he took him out of winners, and that was a that was pretty big. There was a crowd around that match. I can tell you that oh, much. Yeah, they're like, let's see if it's true. If if he really is going to be on the next PR, and at this point, yeah, it's an inevitability. Oh my god, there's a crowd. It's like that Simpsons like meme of like all the crowd around the two monkeys fighting. It's just that god, for like dude. teenagers just cheering yeah. on the two high schoolers killing each other. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, Johnny fell victim to uh to the Austin Arcadian Grand Finals because he lost to Skeleton and myself. Oh, Me, oh my. the Austin Arcadian that y'all got banned from. Yeah, we, yeah, we 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 got the entirety of DFW banned from their Arcadian hey, because of that. I mean, damn. If you if you were like trying to show up the best of your scene outside of the PR level, and then you wound up seeing a top eight of entirely DFW players, I'd ban us too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was that was a funny time. I, I will say it. But I mean look what happened, you know Skeleton Skeleton's been on a tear and I mean yeah. meeting someone like Johnny who has been number one is, is actually a really big win. It's massive actually. No matter what. DFW how much is time. just so it's just so deep. Like also in seventh place is Tispy, who's never been PR. I think he was HM once or twice. But like, you know, Tispy is a really good player and he's getting seventh place out here. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough out here. But that only means that we already were talking about Jace, and there's a reason for that. It's because Shockwave, Ultimate Shockwave 130, was quite nearly ruled as a matriarchy under his rule. That's insanity. <laughs> he tied with Cosma for fifth place at Shockwave. That's insane, Jace. Yeah, and they yeah. had a really, really intense winter set. I think it went last hit game three. It was Yeah, it last was hit game three. 
Ooh. I was watching that. I was, it was it was intense. Probably one of the best sets I've had against Cosma was um. Delta Loki, okay, and DFW meta does okay against Rob, does okay against that's, Kazuya. That's, uh, that's debatable. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying that... Yeah, what about Steve? Steve is a hard lose, I'm gonna say. I, I think that she can hold up somewhat. Yeah. Um, I think the Falco reason why I did... Are hard. Yeah, Falco, Falco's hard, Wolf's hard. I mean, to be honest, Roy can be hard. Sometimes, but the, I mean, I I did beat both R Yanni and Johnny's Roy, so I and you know she's not terrible against him. Um, and Rob yeah. is feeling better. No, so I don't know. Either. Maybe I, I don't know. Zelda's Zelda's a real wild card in Dallas nowadays. I mean, I'm the only one that really is kind of getting these You're results. You're a real wild card in Dallas. Yeah, it's you, Jace. I think it's just <laughs> you at this Maybe. point. Maybe. <laughs> But the, let me tell you about Jace's run. Like, from start to finish, you have a couple of names that were just fodder for the fire. Din's fire, that is. It was Mega Mania and Soldier going down 2-0 each. But, you know, you don't really expect the same scoreboard to show up when he's against Yanni. Because, holy shit, you beat Yanni Yeah, it was it was kind of a wax set. There there was a crowd for that one, but I think... I don't you know. Yanni I, was playing Roy? He, he was. Um, but, I mean, I, that's what's weird. It's like, does it count? You know, it was a secondary... I mean... I I think if he's he wouldn't play it in tournament if he didn't if he wasn't confident yeah. enough in it. But it is it does beg that you you know say that like if somebody says you beat Yanni you do have to be like the humble guy and be like yeah. no I was just yeah. I, think, I think he was going Roy in winners and then in losers he went all Steve. So I mean, who like, knows how it would have went with yeah. Steve? I I really can't say anymore because I mean the matchup I've I've gotten a lot better at the DLCs so maybe next time. I, I could also take out the Steve. You, ne you never know. I mean, it's... I do think that he will go probably. Steve next time, considering you trust his Roy. 2-0, I doubt he would take I'm going to say right now, it's like, I don't mess... Like, if you play a secondary against me, that's bad. I think you should just go your main. Like, I, I it's kind of like a gate... I feel like a gatekeeper. You you could beat me with your main, a lot of, a lot of these better players, but these secondaries, I will eat up. Oh, yeah. Brothers yeah. Lunch and dinner. And, like, it only went up from there, which, I know, you lost immediately to Cosma, and that was still 2-1, not 2-0. Yeah. But your loser's run is even crazier. It's <laughs> <laughs> because after that, you immediately got stuffed up against Fox, who's the only DDD And he didn't even go DDD the whole set. He actually, I actually did, because I've been eating up DDD. Every time we fought for the last few times, I've been uh -huh. eating up the heavy. So he went uh, Terry. Yeah, that seems like a much okay. better matchup yeah, than Zelda, Zelda's actually, like, not that bad against heavies. I think it's, she does well against them, personally. Not. It's like, yeah, you know, keep them out, and, yeah, you're you're gonna sweet spot every lightning kick against, like, Donkey Kong and Day-to-Day. -day. Yeah, I feel the same thing with Rust. I'm like, oh, man, that's just a big queen-size bed. Thank you very much. I do think much. Fox's uh, Terry is, is good. It does feel out of practice compared to uh, Autos, who is probably, like, the big premier Terry right now. Yeah, um, Otto's has the, you know, he's got the punish game down because that's the character he's primarily... I, I feel like people that play, sorry, Shoto's, I'm not going to say Fides or whatever, <laughs> but, like, Fine. whenever you, like, try to play other characters, it can kind of mess you up. Yeah. It's like, you, you know, we saw that with Riddles, like, when he was trying to play Roy and other characters, it can mess him up, but, like, when you're like just thinking... Yeah, when you're just sticking to the input characters and 
you know, you'll you'll get more in that mindset, and then you like you have certain tools that like will carry you, but also certain tools that like you know your your practice will pay off because you, the inputs are in your brain. You're just ready to use them, and that's the problem I think when you like play Kazuya, but you also play like another character, or you play Terry, and you also yeah, play Yeah, your brain has to remember, but so do your thumbs. Mm -hmm. That's the trouble with it. But even more impressive, Jace. I thought that Skeleton was the one that everybody was talking about beating Johnny. I guess you just slipped under the radar because you beat yeah, him too. Yeah, people don't... I mean, that's the thing. I always slide under the radar with some of my big wins. I don't know. It's... it's. Everyone loves to talk about the, the Kazuzu. Uh, <laughs> but... The Kazuzu? Yeah, the Kazuzu. I, I don't... Shots of spots. I, I, I mean, I feel like this is more of like a... Like, maybe if I outplay Skeleton, but this was definitely Skeleton's shockwave that everyone was yeah. talking about. It, like, but I... I'm glad that y'all got me on the shockwave... On the, uh, on the uh, podcast to, mm. to talk about it, because, like, I got my quota for PR wins. <laughs> Yeah. No, for real, though. That's the thing with Jace G. Guth Miller, is that, like, <laughs> he may get ninth a lot of the time, and he may not make PR, but, like, everyone in the PR has basically lost him at least once. Yeah, <laughs> every season. It's always at the beginning of the season. Yep, that's crazy it stuff. Just they all, like, get, get that decompression effect, and you're like, oh, I will take I get it. I, I feel like I'm getting closer, though. Personally, like if I if I could just not get some bad losses and get a f get a few more wins on the PR, like if I get one on everybody, um, I think it'd happen. But I'm definitely at that gatekeeper level, and I think that uh, there's there's a lot of people around that level too. Like I feel yeah, like skeleton so skeleton's kind of there. Mm -hmm. um, He's only just busting out. Yeah, at this point. Fox. It's like that's the thing with DFW. That that like tier is the most busy tier. And there's like arguably like twenty players at that level. It's so yeah, hard to get into that top right now because it. there's such a huge wall you have to get past. Like as like a new player, yeah. there are so many players and people you need to be ready for at every event. Yeah. It's actually crazy. Especially when you're ready for one Steve matchup, but not the other one. You yeah. forget how that differently that one plays. Yeah, and you definitely get matchup checked here. Like, I'm telling you, who is ready for, you know, like, the random character specialists, like, the Zillion, like, <laughs> the Zillion Robin, oh, the, you know, the, the random Pikachu that shows up sometimes, or, or a Zelda, you know? Like, that's now a matchup you have to know, or else you just get gatekept. Yep, and it, there's not 50 Zeldas around to teach us it anymore, no. but... We did talk about Skeleton, and he came up, and he's on the come up because he was the one that outplaced you just by a hair, yeah. by fourth place. He's who I lost he got big wins on the way. I mean, yeah. I think that's why it was like people were talking about Skeleton because, like, yeah, he outplaced you, but also it's like a continuation of his Odyssey run where he got second place. Yeah, and like he like yeah. kind of went a little down at Fort Worth. He went two and two, but he didn't so look did that. I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, like, he came back, you know, after the Fort Worth loss and proved that Odyssey wasn't a fluke and got fourth place at a really stacked shockwave. I feel like this is just the story of you two at this point. You two are like the gatekeepers that are knocking on that gate with your full fist. It's, it's like, that Austin Arcadian. Austin Arcadian Grand Finals literally powered us both up at the same time. Arcadians really matter. Like, the confidence you get just from placing in the top eight where, like, the biggest hitters aren't present, all of a sudden you feel like, oh, this is 
I didn't waste my time. This is an investment that is paying off. I can see it when I'm not being stuffed out by every Steve in the country. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's good also for like players like Skeleton to go to Odyssey and to go to Freak Zinton to build up that confidence. It matters, yeah. Because like going to Richardson and going 2-2 each and every week because mm -hmm. your round two in both winners and losers is a PR'd monster. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is going to wear on your confidence. That's, and that's confidence the thing. is the most like, important if, thing. If you only go to Shockwave and Freaks Richardson and you get down on yourself for being a two and twoer, you are not a two and twoer in any other pair of tournaments like in the world. I'm yeah. not exaggerating yeah. when I say that. Like if you are a two and twoer and you only go to Shockwave and Freaks Richardson and you go to like a tournament in Houston or Austin or like, you know, other places not in Texas, and you suddenly like get top four, and you're like, what? How did I do this? Whoa! It's because As like someone you... who's done that, I've literally traveled <laughs> all around Texas at this point, going to these tournaments. It's very true. Like, and even sometimes at some of these like smaller, like even the Odyssey and you know Denton, those are like really good places to go to also just kind of check yourself. And remind yourself, hey, I'm still good. You know, I think some of these lower number locals, not the 50 plus, you know, it, it's a lot easier. Yep. Um, but Shockwave and Richardson keep you honest. Keep you humble, that's yeah. for damn sure. But in any case, we have Yanni placing just over Skeleton, having taken him well to do care of him in like a 3-0 fashion, Jeez. only to fall to Atomic. And then Atomic and Chef duked it out in Grand Finals. And Chef, at last! It's been a while since I've seen a Chef dub at Shockwave. Yeah, both of these players. And Chef That's crazy. wanted to mention the Corrin. I don't know how much Corrin he went. I saw a lot of Falco on stream. He's, he's been playing, a, I'd say it's Corrin. like 25% Corrin. Yeah, he's going in for certain matchups. He played it a lot at Richardson. I commentated a couple sets of it. I mean, I think it's a good character really. to have in the secondary. Yeah, it's a great game. I know yeah. Tokyo a big disjoint. has a corn secondary, but it was funny. Like, so Joey made the banner, and Chef is like, "Why is why is corn not on there?" And Cheeks is like, "You didn't go corn against my Palatina, you went back." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Go go corn against me, and we'll right? Cheeks is like begging, Jeez. like, "Please play Swordy against me." Oh my God, the Swordy Slayer. Anyway. Shockwave's wrapped up. Richardson is the next topic of conversation. And there is a much different story to tell for Shep at Freaks Richardson, because although he may have been champion of Shockwave, he's oh barely straight by with seven. It's That's like... so funny that, we're, that you say that, because it just goes to show that you can never expect to win anything in this region. Exactly. Nope. It just speaks to, like, how many talented players there are. Like, look at Shockwave. First place, Chef. Second place, Atomic. Look at Freaks Richardson the following day. 7th place Atomic, 7th place Chef. And like, <laughs> those aren't bad placings. It's not like they flopped. It's just that other people like were having a better day and DFW is just so deep all the way around. It's literally, yeah. That's what it comes down to. Like, who's in better shape that day? Yeah. <laughs> because like, you guys are on such equal footing that it really comes down to how many hours all of you got to sleep that Yeah, night. everybody else got more sleep that next night. So <laughs> it's like they had the better yeah. reaction times. Because they went home early because you knocked them out. So how do you feel now? <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. So on top of Chef and Atomic getting seventh place, Trey five once again fulfilling the prophecy in fifth place, Talent five. God, I, I feel like it happens so much, but maybe we just like really notice it when it happens. It's just like, that could Trey be. Five, I like, feel like it's always. <laughs> I wish it was always. Mm -hmm. Would you take that as like a Monkey Paul's wish? Like, 
I okay. So the wish is, I, w- I wish I could get top eight like consistently at Smash tournaments. But you only get fifth. You never get any higher. If it applies to majors, absolutely. Yeah, you can yeah. Make, it's like all, Jigglypuff's all, highest all placement is seventh. So I would be the best Jigglypuff immediately. By but it'd be kind of sad though. Like you could never even win a local. You go to eight-person local and get fifth. Oh damn! That's actually a pretty <laughs> interesting know? wish. Now that I think about it, because it's just like, would you be worldwide ranked if you? Just, I mean, if you placed fifth at majors, yeah, I'd say so. I think, dude, if you fought MK Leo before top eight, you're guaranteed to beat him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think you would just have to hide the like the wish and not go to like locals that have like less yep. than sixty people. So like, yeah, you dodge. Yeah, you you, you dodge locals. You dodge a lot. So people wouldn't be like, how did you go fifth place at a nine-person local? Who would believe it anyway? Like, I made a wish on a monkey's paw. (laughs) (laughs) God, I would think it wouldn't mean anything at that point. Like, you would get, like, you know, a streaming audience and stuff from it at that point. But you couldn't compete in tournaments. You'd probably just, like, turn into a content creator. You can make it lucrative. It'd be worth it. But you would have to give up, like, ever having a legitimate win in Smash Brothers. That's true. I, I, I might take it, though, you know. But anyways, you know, for, for Pete's sake, you deserve yeah. it. And then anyway, um, speaking of fifth, there's one other guy sharing that. Maybe he wished on this monkey's paw. That's Hippo no, I, and his triple character entendre. Oh, uh, I had I had a pun lined up. I was going to be like, from monkeys to mice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he played Pichu. Yeah. Well, he went. Dude. Oh, I think he went Kazi and Steve also, but I saw Pichu against Skeleton. <laughs> no, yeah. He went Pichu against Skeleton and me. It scraped by a win on me, and then it beat Skeleton immediately afterwards, and everybody behind him, like, Trey Five and the and the boys were all like, what the hell are you doing, bro? And he was like, watch this, and he beat Skeleton, and he got up, and he looked them dead in the eye, and oh god, it was fantastic. What a weird counterpick. I do not think Pichu wins. Think it. I think it's even. And also, Skeleton, I could tell by how he was playing, he did not remember some stuff about the Pichu matchup. Who does? Yeah, like, like at this point, it's irrelevant to the meta. Yeah, yeah. Sure, but, but there's like certain things, like like Hippo kept like doing the same option from ledge, and Skeleton like was not punishing it. And then when Skeleton was on ledge, he kept jumping and getting hit by Hippo back air. And then mm-hmm. um, Hippo got a bunch of down smash kills, which you can STI out of. Very true. I'm sure it's harder as Kazuya, given that he's a very combo. Yeah, that weight, might be true. But... You gotta pay the tax somewhere, sheesh. But regardless, it's a very impressive result. Very, especially if like half your bracket was Pichu. That is bomb. Getting matchup tracked. That's Dallas. That's Dallas in a nutshell for you. Yeah. Yep. He's just preparing for when he has to inevitably drop Kazuya and Steve, since he came on the pod to talk about how they need to be banned. Yeah, <laughs> he was more of a hardliner than us. So funny. Jeez. All right. So the rest is what you'd expect. The two Robs. Neck and neck, hand in hand, and hip to hip. Third and fourth is Cosmo and Grayson. So Grayson's in third, Cosmo's in fourth. Yeah. But second place is where the true story begins. Yeah, three and four was expected, but second place, um, do you know who this beast mode Tarun is? I cannot Never believe heard it. Of him. Never heard of him, but he plays Captain <laughs> Falcon. He's a... You've heard of him now. Everybody's talking about beast mode Tarun. How he played, a little similar, I would say. Uh, just a little, just slightly. In fact, there was a bearing resemblance of them on stream when I was commenting. I'm like, that looks a lot like somebody I know. But anyway, Beastly went his secondary Falcon. It was legendary. For some reason, he just absolutely slaughtered the Rob matchup with Captain Falcon. He beat Cheeks with Captain Falcon. And like, 
he may have smurfed because this is apparently, according to his tier list, of like how talented he is with each individual character. He placed Falcon at 30th, no. and that was a no, big No, that's fat a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Beastly has arguably the best fundies in DFW. I'd say so. Yep. So every character that is like a base game, basic character like Falcon, he's just good with. Like he plays Fox, you know, he plays Roy. Simple characters. The OG twelve. Yeah. These these simple characters that he can like like basically what he wants to do, he wants to like overwhelm you by like mashing aerials and like kind of just using that to open up like his like combo game. Dude, like yeah. that's what he does. If best. anything, he only mashed up air. Yeah, so like Falcon, I could see it like clicking with him, and honestly, maybe Ness is holding him back. <laughs> like I, at this point, I yeah, guess it's so. Interesting. Like and the more you think about it, like it, it feels like Beastlink is is at his most potent whenever he's pulling out the pockets. Like he is reaching yeah. deep and picking a specific character that he knows he can beat you with. Like for me, I, I've noticed that like I always get counterpicked by his uh, Diddy Kong. That's the one character he always plays against me. And I feel like he can do that with so many... Like, since there's so many matchups in Dallas, he can really use his strength of counterpicking to his advantage, like, full force. Because a lot of characters have those checkmate matchups where they just struggle so hard. Yeah, and he doesn't overwhelm himself or his brain by going a complicated character that requires weeks to months to years to learn. Yeah. He always goes, like, just that one that's slightly different and has that one tool that'll overwhelm you. Like, I only ever got the one win on him when he went Ness and PT, and then from then on, he beat me with Rob time and time again. Yeah, and his Rob is, like, very simple, which is, like, I mean that as a compliment. Like, like his Ness is good, but he plays, like, Ness in a way where he's using, like, mostly, like, just a lot of aerials. And yeah. I think that's like his playstyle just lends himself to like he should just use a lot of characters with broken aerials, and then <laughs> he just has the aerials of the movement, and he doesn't really need much else because his fundamentals are that good. Which begs the question from Dare specifically: Where the hell is the Mario, bro? We've been waiting so long for your Mario to come back out. I would have loved to see the Mario Wario Grands. That would have been insane. Oh, dude, that would have been so epic. But instead, he went like some other crackhead shit. I don't even remember. <laughs> but he got stuffed out by yeah, skits. You all know the, what it the is. The Wario. <laughs> okay, not the Mario. Look, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna play Mario on Thursday. Okay, I'm gonna show up in a Mario hat and a mustache. I'm gonna go all Mario. Oh my god! Just like your boyfriend. <laughs> I remember that. But my I, goodness. In any case, yeah. Shout outs to to Richard to uh, Freaks for letting us get what is a one dollar entry if you wear a costume. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. This coming Thursday. This right? coming Thursday. We'll we'll definitely remind people on Twitter. But yes, Free Play has a one dollar venue if you show up in a costume mm -hmm. and like you can half ass it, but like at least like don't quarter ass it. You know, like. <laughs> just make it fun don't don't bring pennies bring your a game and for pete's sake if you're feeling shy and are afraid you're going to be the only one in costume don't worry i'll be wearing something ridiculous oh God. so you'll be in good company <laughs> it's a bar you know it's it's 18 plus so you can you can wear whatever costume. oh no <laughs> don't encourage me now <laughs> In any case, we can move on to Odyssey now. And as we know, this is like Birth of Dragons Prodigal Tournament. This is like his favorite one to attend. So naturally, he's in top eight each and every time. He's got seventh alongside Eidos. Yeah, I guess his retirement didn't last that long. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. No, yeah, I don't even think this counts, right? He is sponsored by this tournament, so it makes sense for him to enter. Yeah, it, yes. it was a salt tweet. He wasn't like going to 
really stop playing. We, no one ever yeah. does. Turns out he hasn't had the lesson yet, the Kazuya lesson that I bought for him because they had to reschedule and they're both adults and he works like 50 hours a week sometimes. So hopefully, hopefully he gets time to learn the Kazuya matchup here. I soon. hope so. Yeah, but he didn't tie up the Kazuya, tied it with another Shoto, Terry from Eidos, showing up in seventh place along with Bert the Dragon. Yeah, the the, the hardworking men, the, the fisticuffs. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see them like fist bumping in seventh place, like we'll get him one just day. Decking each other in seventh place, just punch for punch. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> In any case, we have a fifth place finish as well for Koi, who I'm not familiar with, but apparently they Yeah, Robin. Dallas Robin. I'd love to see Koi show up. He, he He's a pretty rare sight, but every time I've seen him show up, he does relatively well. Um, it's like Super cool. him and Zillion are, are the two Robins that and are definitely showing up. Man, why do we have these three Robins that never show up, but then they do, and they're like really good? But that character's Sleeper. <laughs> They're too far ahead of us. Three steps to be precise. Yeah, they're gone. They're they're doing real life things like good people. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. But then we also have Nova's Inkling, not playing Splatoon three somehow, and making fifth place here at Odyssey. Nova had a big a bit of a pop off moment for there for like a yeah, month. Yeah, Nova. But then we just start yeah. less and less. Nova is he's so like, um, Yes, he's he's like someone who I would say has reached that gatekeeper level now. After yes, being most like, certainly a tier below but it's the like, past season he just he started getting more and more consistent top eights and multiple events yeah yeah and now i think it's more of an attendance thing we're only not seeing nova because nova's not showing up to things like i checked the brackets just now and two of the three here he was not there yeah it nova is definitely in that gatekeeper matchup you know knowledge check where it's like we don't have many inklings in dallas but the one we do have is incredible and knows that's knows their stuff and knows the, the the booyahs understands how to play neutral and be super slippery like plays to the character strength that's that's what you can really tell is if, if someone's playing to their character strengths really well and they like solo main they're usually doing well in this region yeah 100 yeah, pretty much and honestly, that, that see DJ Donna though at like fourth place with the Steve Kazia now I'm like man Really, the Steves be playing Kazuya now, and the Kazuyas be playing Steve. Hippo Jr. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, at this point, like, that's what was really, like, worrying us from the get-go. We're like, we're not going to see them both in everybody's pockets, Man. right? And no, the answer's no. But it turns out that anybody who mains Steve says, well, Kazuya's pretty simple in comparison. <laughs> it's because Steve doesn't really like FD, right? So, it's like... Mm-hmm. It's like you get the ultimate counterpick character, and that's absolutely insane as far as I don't know. Like, Steve, I think, does like, I, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but I think Steve does well on FD, maybe not as well as Kazia, because like he uses shovel on FD, which like that's a huge thing. If you're mining materials with shovel, it doesn't use your other tools, so like. Whoa. In, in situations like that, I'm just like, huh, that to me, that seems like Steve's best stage because he's using a different material. But I mean, I guess with Kavzia, that's a that's a better W, like a, a, a yeah. bigger margin for win. So, like, I don't know. It's just crazy to me because we have DJ John and we have uh, Hippo doing the Steve Kavzia. Are there any more? Mm -hmm. No, but that's if sick. I just say DJ John is like a younger Hippo because he also has a Pichu. Oh my gosh. Oh my. But it, <laughs> the legacy lives on. Is this DJ Don's best placement so far? Uh, I think he's had higher placings at Odyssey. I'm pretty sure he's been third or second. 
Yeah. In any case, he's maintaining that momentum. My goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah, but the, so then that begs the question, how the hell did Tizpai beat both Steve and Kazuya like, with his Ike? It probably was the ages, okay? Might have been the ages. Yeah, let's, let's let's put on, on the other the other DLC. Remember, Aegis also is DLC pack two and very good. Yes, I'm tired of the <laughs> propaganda about how Aegis is so honest. Like, oh, my spot dodge is like not that good because of foresight. You have foresight. It is good. I don't care if your spot dodge is worse. You still have foresight. Guess that's within just wasn't good enough for them. I suppose. Oh my god, both those mechanics drive me up a wall and. Mithra and Bayo players complain about them. Sometimes literally. Yeah. <laughs> but in any case, props to Tizpai, regardless of which character it was done with. I think that's a necessity. If you're playing Ike, Vanguard's really impressive and all, and I really admire the character dedication, but goddamn, I wish he played Aegis yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> especially, like, I think Vanguard's, like, 0-10 against Rob, so the solo Ike Ooh. definitely has its limits. Yeah, at some point, you have to hit it. Lucky Brackets can only take you so far. Tell me about but, it. Not according to Beast Mode Tarun, who once again <laughs> makes his fiery appearance in second place here at Super Smash Bros. Odyssey. So that was all Falcon, right? He might have got mm -hmm. a couple other characters, but yeah, mostly Falcon. At this rate, That's the burner crazy. account's going to be PR. No, no literally. <laughs> Call the burner like, because it's all of Falcon's flames. Basically, if you're listening to this, just play as Beast Mode Tarun the entire season and only go Captain Falcon to see. To I am see. genuinely curious about that. Because you might that's have gonna, stumbled on that's gonna be something. Maybe you were holding yourself back with the counterpicks, you know? Yeah, could be a Falcon main all along, and it would make sense considering his preferred playstyle. Yes. The rushdown, the overwhelming fundamentals, and like the most beautiful thing about like him playing Captain Falcon and doing way better than some of his more complex characters is just that the more simple the character is, the more complex his strategy exactly. becomes. Because he has so much brain power to spare towards what matters. That's the thing about fundamental characters, like you have Wait a second. You're telling me there's two Captain Falcons in the top eight on this banner? Oh my god. The comeuppance? The return? No, no, no. Oh, At this no, point, no, he's not no, Captain Falcon. No. He's Captain Phoenix, baby. That character is so unbelievably high tier. They buffed that character to absolute heck. Buff him again. Yeah, that up smash is absolutely criminal. Up smash is, is all I need to say. Offense. Up smash is criminal. Yeah, yeah but it's like... Mm -hmm. How many characters in Ultimate have aerials that are minus single digits? It's it's a game-wide problem. It's not just a Captain Falcon problem. We'd have to agree, yeah. That's why he's high tier and not top tier. There's enough talent of that regard all over the roster. All 80 characters. Anyway, with all that in mind, we have to congratulate Grayson on his win at Odyssey, making sure that Beast Mode Tarun doesn't make it onto the PR2. Either. Yeah, Grayson's omnipresent. Yeah, and I'm actually very surprised, because it didn't look close at Freaks Richardson. I think he kind of bopped him, but Grayson went home, mm. did his studies, downloaded the new algorithm, and ran it all over his face. Yeah, he remembered that Captain Falcon can be edgeguarded. <laughs> he can indeed. <laughs> you can clip those wings pretty easily. Good stuff to Grayson for making an adjustment in one day. No, for real. God, so impressive. Right? Well, I need to make an adjustment to my chair as we go to this commercial break. My squeaky gamer chair. <laughs> office chair, thank you very much. I mean, that's even more depressing. See y'all after the break. <laughs> <laughs> This is Chris Delp here, your Free Play podcast producer and queen for the wannabes of the Free Play Killer Queen League. 
We are in between seasons now, which means we are in our enrollment period for the winter season. Season six of the Free Play Killer Queen League is coming up soon, and we would love to have you aboard. New players are 100% welcome. Just message me, Chris Delp, or email me, chris at freeplayinc.com, and let me know if you're into Killer Queen and you'd like to take a part in our new upcoming season. And we are back from the break. Now to transition from locals to nationals, from Twitch to YouTube, from recap to recap. <laughs> it is time to talk about the Ludwig Invitational, the big Smash tournament that went down this past weekend. The biggest Invitational there ever was, and for all time. The most stacked event ever. And MKLeo won it effortlessly, question mark? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely did win it pretty effortlessly. But he but did lose a game, um, though. The god bled. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to, you know, the, the man of the moment, the Mario. But before that, we got to talk about Mario's arch rival, Sonic <laughs> from Sonics, getting seventh place and losing to double ages. So, hey, Jace, if you're still struggling with the Sonic matchup. You know what? That <laughs> seems real nice. You know, Aegis, you know, I've always been a Xenoblade fan. <laughs> I... Oh, I God. I Xenoblade Chronicles. Xenoblade 1, 2, I've, 3. It's that easy. Literally have never played any any of those games, but if it's a beat Sonic, then I'm all about it. If it, if it gives yeah, me I, access to Mithra's dash attack, then I'm all for it. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's but so no. weird. I never would have thought that Aegis was like a big Sonic counterpick, but I mean, she can keep up in speed. Yeah, See, that's, that's the craziest I thing. I think that's why, because like Sonic, I know people talk about how he's an amazing character, but secretly, he does not like other fast characters. Mm -hmm. G Interesting. Zero Suit, Cloud, um, Roy. Roy, speaking of seventh place, Cola's Roy. Yep. Also tying with the, the Sonic. But yeah, Sonic. Even on Palatino, I would say it's even, but there's if you're a fast character, you probably go even with Sonic. Pichu, Pikachu. He needs his space, a, but he doesn't get any in some place. Away, he wants to run away from slow characters like Zelda and oh, Jigglypuff. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> Don't I know it. If he can run away from all the all that kind of stuff, it, it is hard, but I think, yeah, you're right. It, it's kind of like a thing where it's like, you know, trying to beat someone at their own game. Beating Sonic at speed, what does he have outside of that? Not a lot yeah. of kill power. <laughs> No, definitely not. And, you know, Mithra runs you down and then switches to Pyra, and then Roy runs you down and uses one of his five F smashes. No, literally. It's playing from a position, not of privilege, but of one where he feels like a mediocre character, and that's when he's trying to make a comeback. Well, thank goodness. But against Cola, yeah, it's a fitting tie here in seventh place, I'd say. Cola's just a comfortable, like, top eighter. Not quite a tournament winner just yet, but I think he's on that grind. Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if he's won a major. He's gotten close a few times. He might have won one or two, but... So damn close. It's been hard ever since Fighter Pass 2, but he did beat Kazuya, finally. At he long like, last. <laughs> so the yeah, prophecy's really bad over, against over that matchup. Yeah. But now you need to beat Steve, because Onin is the one that kept things going in that corner of this tournament. But he also tied, Since, interestingly... Is Onin's, like, lowest placement out of, like, the Nationals recently? Yeah, I mean, Onin was, no, like, debatably. He, he had another, um, like, fifth or seventh place. Mm. Like, ever since he won, he's been not getting, like, top three. Uh, there's a lot of competition. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if it's, like, people have figured him out, or people are better at the Steve matchup, or a little bit of both. Or, like, you know, sometimes, like, if you come out of nowhere and win, 
it just it happens because there's no pressure but after you've done it there's like oh, yeah. a target on your back you, you just know? feel so much worse going in and not getting the same result too it's very difficult to maintain mm -hmm. that momentum still top eight at a major though still crazy yeah at a stacked invitation for sure like, I tweak and light and Vertles did not even make top eight. The best player in America didn't make That's top so eight, crazy. and you did. So in the end, it all came down to how much of a competition it was, and it was brutal. Yes, but from the best player in America to the best player in Japan, question mark, Shutan, getting fifth place with the Olimar and the Aegis. Ooh, the Aegis as well. Yeah, I did see Shutan playing Aegis. It was a pleasant surprise, because I'm sure there's plenty of matchups that Olimar could vastly benefit from with just that one secondary. Mm -hmm. I do think Shuton's Aegis is, is one of the better ones. He's He's been showing up so much with that character, and I think that it's like, if you notice, most of the best uh, Japan players, they've all picked a DLC. Yep. Like, yeah. you know, like like Ken has, has Sephiroth, Zachary has Joker, mm -hmm. um, you know, Shuton has Aegis, uh, Kamehameha oh, has Nora. Yeah, like Akola has Steve. Like, there's literally one good Japanese player for all the DLC, and Shuton's got the ages on. There's lock. honestly a good Japanese yeah. player for every character in the damn game at this point. Yeah, I would say the best Japanese player that does not use DLC is Yoshidora, and we have seen in DFW that Yoshi is pretty good mm -hmm, against mm -hmm. Fighter Pass too. <laughs> Very good, actually. A, a pretty solid matchup against all of them. Yeah, I would say all the DLC Yoshi. You know, because. I feel like he got power crept in Smash 4, but in this game, it seems like he's hanging around and competing with characters like Steve and Aegis. Right on the edge of high A very solid tier. high tier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very solid high tier. Better than Falcon, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say they're around the same. Like, that that weird, like, high tier, consi like, they're consistent at, like, a local level, but it starts to get really hard whenever you get to the top yeah, level. Yeah, tragically so. Y'all are, are much higher on Falcon than I am, but <laughs> a character that I'm high about, my head is up in the clouds. <gasps> Let's go! Look, I know we went half ages. The cloud is busted, okay? I have fully drank the cheeks clean. This character's insane. He loses zero matchups. <laughs> nope, yep. If, if, if Cloud can hack it in the Sonic matchup, I'm pretty sure that's just the matchup check among matchup checks. Like, you don't have bad matchups at that point. <laughs> yeah, Sparger went Aegis against Sonic, but he did go... I, I would say mostly Aegis, but Cloud, you know, it was, it was close to 50-50 for sure. Yeah, but with disjoints that like, big, you wouldn't really expect the follow-up to be in third place, right? Right. Yeah, for real. Kurama's Mario? Like, I heard about this kid, like, at the very inception of Ultimate, and we were all losing our minds already, because this was just another young buck making his genius way into the world and getting crazy results with Super Mario. But now he just came back, and he came back with a resurgence of talent. Yeah, like, this is a huge placement. Yeah. Huge placement, and he qualified from the last chance qualifier bracket, so he wasn't invited like the other top eighters. Yeah. Not by name. And this is definitely like one of those things where it's like the the amount of games that he's played over this time. He probably played the most games out of anybody in this top eight. Yes, and he he looked warm up. He was playing on top. He was the only player to take a game from MK Leo. Yeah, the you're right. Player. The one. And he actually beat MK Leo a couple years ago and was one of the few people to ever take a set off of like when Leo was at his peak. Exactly. He was like, There's always somebody who can beat you, even if you're Leo. Even if you're Leo, yeah. you can bleed. All that for a drop of blood, but he was the one that got it. And I, I'm hoping that this, like, propels Kurama into, like, 
the top echelon of players because like watching him he has everything everything like his neutral has really developed since the last time i saw him. the adaptation he has like he has the punish game that people were talking about kazuya mama mia okay like (laughs) he was getting early kills from mario upbeat mario downer mario fair like he was doing touch of deaths with mario and the way he like, navigated around Steve's blocks, no matter what formation and how much of an interruption it was between him and the stage, it didn't matter. He was just, like, mm-hmm. flowing around like he had infinite jumps. It was absolutely absolutely insane to watch. Insane. Look, he made me a believer in the Mario, okay? Better than Yoshi, better than Ness. This character, top ten. Woof! We, Ooh, we're spitting some what? real That's hot takes these days. Hot take, but, like, I mean, just think about it. Like, he he's such a, like an all-arounder that it's hard to find like things he doesn't have yeah like okay he doesn't have a kill tilt and he has an average recovery like can you name another flaw like honestly that's the issue though right is that he may not have like glaring flaws but every all-rounder never ends up being top tier because that's what they are an all-rounder but he has the punish game that is developed like what we see from dark wizzy and what we see from local barrios is like maybe once a game they'll get an early kill mm. with fair uppy or down air but he was doing it like every stock it was insane yeah he was like the peak of mario that's for damn sure yeah. learning how to convert into your broken options is literally the biggest thing about this game because there's so many I, I keep using this term like setting up for a checkmate scenario mm-hmm. where you just set up for your character to their strengths like consistently and if you do that over and over and over you're you can just take stocks so fast like yeah. that's why i think kazuya someone who can get in the situation so easily is a good character yeah it's the funnest thing about smash ultimate exactly. is that most every character can end a stock sub 100 yep every character has a checkmate scenario yeah, maybe Kirama's finally showing us that Mario can do it too. We'll see. He's definitely a name to keep an eye out from right now. Oh man, I was I was gushing over one of my favorite characters, and now time for Steve. You know, we're back. <laughs> Welcome back to uh, Steve and Minecraft and the world therein. The world is square, and so is my brain after playing this many of them. Yeah, we're combined. What own twenty? You and I. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I don't like that basic arithmetic being spat my way right now. Yeah, oh, that's man. terrifying. It's it's hard out but here. But a cola. Man. So we were talking about this earlier because you were saying how Yanni was working the Roy, and then Big Pink was like, "I I would think that Steve is the one character that you don't have to secondary." And look at this top eight. We see two solo Steves. Yeah, lo and behold. I think that's, like, case in point. I rest it. Yeah, I I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody can agree that Steve is, like, panning out to be the best character in the game at this point. Like, just if you look at, like, the fact that there are so many solo Steves that are doing this well. Like, the only one that was up for debate otherwise was Rob, but at this point, (laughs) Rob doesn't win tournaments. I mean, mean, there's not a Rob in this top eight. Nope, not even one. Exactly. And it's like, if Rob is the second best character in this game and is not solo viable, that's just... It's it, it's kind of crazy to think about if Steve is the only solo viable character in a roster full of, what, 90 characters? Yeah, that's why. Like, Which is wild. Like, this might be one of the first few games of Smash where solo maining isn't the 
end all be all way to play the game. Yeah. Typically. Yeah, I mean, look, there's three players that have an Aegis secondary. Yeah. <laughs> three Aegis. Like, that say. just goes to show, like having a good secondary is like paramount to doing well sometimes. Mm -hmm. That's what it comes down to. Or three characters if you're Leo. <laughs> right. He'll take his help he wants. The triarchy. It's here for MK Leo. Even though the Joker was only used against a Buzz, which is so funny. Personal. Yeah, it's not enough that I should succeed. The Buzz should fail. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we have to look. We have to look at who, like, look at why he went Joker. We, if if you've noticed from what Leo said, Min Min has been his his villain. Yeah. He does not like Min Min at all. And the one Min Min he had to really go up against, which was the Buzz, he pulled out the super fast tw twink frame Joker <laughs> to yep. get around and just suppress whenever he gets in. Yeah, it felt like a very specific counterpick. Yeah, it's like I not... felt like the Joker was done, and he. I remember he went raw before against Min Min, but I guess he just decided that Joker fits him Makes better. Sense. Yeah. So the Joker came out, and I think yeah, just just the Joker for Debuzz, and then he went Aegis in a few matchups. But I could tell against some characters, he was afraid to use them. Like against Mario, he went Byleth, and. You know, because of the flood, because of the cape, because of the edge guarding, he just did not want to risk it. And it's like, I'm going to go the safer character. And for me, that's Byleth. Yep. You don't edge guard Byleth, flood or otherwise. Yeah. And Byleth is one of the few characters I've seen a lot of Steve say that it's not the easiest. Yeah. You know, yeah. Byleth can break blocks pretty easy. You know, the uppies out of shield, the being able to space with forward air against Steve pretty quickly. It feels like Byleth does have, like, just the outranging part. I don't think it's a, a, let's say, winning matchup, but with Leo, it's a consistent matchup now after seeing the, the healthy 3 0. Yeah, that reach, yeah, uh, the distance color. demon Very reaching healthy. through blocks, no matter how much and how thick of a wall you've got, that side B is going to break right through it. Yeah, I just, I think he's found, like, you know, maybe he was down for a little bit, but he's found out, like, when to use each character, and Byleth is definitely the character pick when he wants consistency. Yep. You know? Yes. He's like, I'm going to pick this safe, like, simple character, and I'm just going to better player you. And then DeBuzz will, in fact, see it coming. But yeah, that's, a, that's it for the top eight, and I guess we can talk about the, the general tournament itself. So it was like an invitational that was sponsored by a big content creator that is a YouTube guy, not a Twitch guy. So it was a different experience for a lot of people watching. And a better experience for most. I'd say so. Right now, the big thing is talking about Twitch versus YouTube in the uh, in the live stream kind of environment. Because we know that Ludwig is, is most certainly kind of like more YouTube at this point. Yep. If only for um, he the was the one cut. who obviously hosted it. So I really do think that YouTube is like underrated as like a streaming platform right now strictly because you can rewind the video as you're watching yeah that was crazy convenient for equipping things for twitter yeah and that's that's just for youtube in general i'd say as the the tournament as a whole let's just talk about how they had four sets going during most of most of the tournament where you could literally just tune in and there's a good chance you know a player, and there's a set that you want to watch on stream at that moment. Yeah, being an invitational really lended itself to making sure that every single set played was visible. 
Yes, and some sets didn't have commentary, but they were all pretty much streamed. Yep. Like, you can literally, I'm sure, like, commentate yourself over sets that you want or something. Like, there were so many opportunities for you to tune in and see somebody you wanted to see, and I think that's incredible. That's that's something we haven't really seen before, but I, I want to see it again. Yeah, and YouTube, like, there was a huge avocation for it, not only from Ludwig, but the fact that it was, like, almost entirely paid for by Mr. F***ing Beast, the man of the yeah, hour, that yeah. man, philanthropist, playboy, whatever, he's Iron Man. He I'm, is a YouTube giant, a YouTube colossus. Yes. Can't make a burger to save his life, but he sure can donate to a smasher. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, God. I'll never forget that clip of him and Ludwig where, like, Mr. Beast just calls him, asks him what his plans are for the day Ludwig had plans, and he said, you're canceling them, I already bought your flight, bye. And then Ludwig was just like, I feel like a whore when he calls me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. It was a genius. Shout out to Mr. Beast for that sponsor, though, because one of the big sponsors for this event did pull out last minute. Yep. And on Twitter, replied, said, I'll sponsor it. Literally just came in, like, so fucking clutch. Caught that glass on the way down to the floor. Yeah, great PR for him, you know. I mean, yeah, as if he needed Honestly, the, the Smash people love him now. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Moist Critical are becoming the, I guess... The Godfather Smash, or the... the Truly, the shout-out to the Godfather and Tr Trey as well, like... Hey, the Godfather and the Godfondren. Big money moves. Yeah, you know, people behind the scenes, they just make things happen. So Mr. Beast and Ludwig doing a lot for the Smash community, and hopefully we see another Invitational. It was... It was a God, it was just awesome so cool experience. seeing literally all the top players that anyone knows, and every single one of them fought everyone else. It was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, and it was it was pretty interesting, like character representation, and you know we had um from Japan, from North America, from Central America. It was a lot of variety too. Canada, like it just feels like this was the event to get as many people from yep. all over the world. That was like the most beautiful thing about it. Like when I was like yep. showing, I was watching with my girlfriend, and then a friend of mine came over, and like literally they were bringing in like Swedish flags, Japanese people. Like it was like world level talent from every corner of it. Yeah, and those are those are the coolest things about Smash. I always remember like in Smash Four when like a bunch of Japanese players would come over at once, and it just made the event feel yeah. so much bigger. Like, this made like the influence of Smash feel like ubiquitous. You're like, damn. But yeah, you know, it gives it gives like World Cup vibes, which is one of the best sporting events I would say of all time Probably in the is. history of the world. Probably is like the best. <laughs> yeah, that the Olympics stuff like that. Anything that brings the whole world together, like. Mm -hmm. It just kind of goes to show how, like, things are done in different parts, like, because, like, the meta in, in parts of the world yeah, are Japan's not always the same. same. Like, the Kirby won the tournament, DK's won a tournament, Min Min wins several tournaments. <laughs> Link. Yeah, I I still don't know about Japan. They're, they're, their meta's so weird. It's, it's a lot easier to analyze, you know, players from Mexico, because at least they're traveling so here true. consistently. Just Mexico, Japan, yeah. America, and uh, Europe. Yeah, and also, you know, some Central American countries like Puerto Rico and yeah, the Dominican love to see Republic. Them. Got players from them. Oh, but yeah, that's um, that's a, about Ludwig. And now, I guess, before we go, going to have Jace do a little solo. Going to jab yeah. a bit about Oh my Hyrule god, motherfucker, saga. plug it! No, it, no, it's not Hyrule Song. It's, it's Duel of the Fates, so it's actually oh. about... It's, it's called a Glitch Duel of the Fates, and... 
It's a big. It's basically Fire Emblem versus Legend of Zelda. Oh my so god! Made for you. The, like literally, like the clash between worlds when worlds collide and they created one man for the event. I know. I I I love this. The entire like premise of this event. I don't know if anybody who's looking on Twitter. There's been some compendiums to get your your favorite Fire Emblem and Zelda character mains out for yeah, this I've event. Yeah, I've seen those Zelda ones. I haven't seen the Fire Emblem ones yet. Yeah, they they, they do release them like like alternating. Um, there's been I'm pretty sure most of the Fire Emblems have been have been announced at this point. But if you are in DFW or you know somebody like like you know that you really want to have go to an event and break out, please go and vote for them. This, these are these kind of events. You know, we, we used to see it in Smash Four with like sagas, where it's yes. like Hyrule Saga, like you said. There's, there's like the like a Metroid Saga. There's, there's there's a whole bunch of different events where you can you know vote for your favorite like player of a character to to go in and show up. And uh, right now is the the Zelda and Fire Emblem one. And we have a lot of people in Dallas who are incredible reps like representatives of those characters. Yeah, we have quite a bit. I would say for Zelda, of course, there's you, Chase. Yeah, please, please go. It's it's my pin tweet. Go to Jace G Miller on Twitter and vote for me yeah. under the post. Tag me. Let's get let's get me on there. Chase G Miller. If anybody can swing with the with the best, it would be the person who survives somehow playing Zelda in DFW meta. Yeah. Look, there's a couple of other survivors too. Shokyo would consider himself one. He hates this. I'd meta. say Shokyo is definitely one. The Sheik. Uh, yeah, Shokyo for Sheik, and then Jamma for all the links. Yeah, Dorlo yeah. for Ganondorf. Yeah, of course. You know, we got the the fifth member of this podcast. And the prodigal yes. Zelda name. Yeah, we have got it all. And maybe a Triforce in some places, but I don't even know what the number for five would be. Triforce is four, whatever. Look, Vote for Jace. you can still do the Triforce, you do Link 1, and Zelda and Sheik share one, and then Ganon has one. So, oh, you know. yes. Oh, wow, it really came to, it came to yeah. be, didn't it? <laughs> but out, but outside of the Zelda characters, you know, you have to think about the Fire Emblems in our region, too. I think Johnny deserves it. Absolutely. There's so many people that play Fire Emblem characters. I'm trying to... So we have Johnny, who plays... All of them, yeah. Roy and oh, Sephiroth. Yeah. And then, um, let's see... We have, God, we have so many Ikes. So many Ikes. Yeah, we got Vanguard, Tizpai, uh, Five Foot Seven, Scowl, Critter, yeah. Vanguard. Um, there's so Ken many. Two. Uh, God, there's there's more Ikes I'm forgetting about. And then um, I don't think do we have any Lucinas? Hi. Hunter, right. You're Zelda like, now. You went solo Zelda this week. Yeah, I guess I'm solo Zelda now, but like, hey, give me the Marth. <laughs> no, there's really I, not I many, not many Marths Zelda. either. Yeah. Uh, hey, fun fact, I did not go solo Zelda at Shockwave. I did have Marth there as well, so. Yeah, you're playing more Marth lately. Everybody's been talking I, about I, it, actually. Every tournament I've pulled out Marth, so uh, solo Zelda is not true, <laughs> unfortunately. Okay, was it was it winner's round one you went Marth? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's usually usually the early matches that go marked, but I don't even think there's really that many. I mean, we got also Zillion. I voted for Zillion for, yeah. for Robin. There's um Zillion. There's Koi. There's one Crit Man. Um, trying to think the other Fire Emblem. Orin. I mean, I guess Chef now. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh Kyle, kind of for Crom. Yeah, Kyle for Crom. Uh, Cheeks as well for for Roy and Crom. 
there's a lot of people yeah but the thing is is that we have a lot of fire Emblem representation and we also have a lot of zelda representation but you only get them both from jace g guth miller <laughs> please i guess so this is your event this is jace's event i'm gonna vote for him you're gonna vote for him. i'm gonna retweet it i'm gonna gas it and so are you hopefully yeah and just vote vote for your fate vote for your faith like if you have a friend just give them a shout out on the post because that literally would just you know make their day yeah. literally in the oh, worst yeah. case i i'm voting for all the ones that i know so just show up show up for your homies they will remember it forever and all time but for now this has been on air with big pink dare bear and our coco host one of the two that is adios everybody Hello.